Hey, you're listening to District Conversations. In this episode, our editor, Eric Davidson, sits down with Dublin-based singer-songwriter, Loa. Over the next 20 minutes, she touches upon the current Irish creative landscape, the inspiration for her latest EP, This Heart, ancestral memories of her Sierra Leonean heritage, and gigging abroad at Austin, Texas's South by Southwest. Okay, cool. So um, I'm joined in the studio by Loa. Hello. Um, we're going to chat today for, for about half an hour. Um, and uh, yeah, so just to start, I was sort of proud of myself when I came up this way of describing your music and <laughs> tell me if I'm completely wrong with this but I was like it's like a mixture between Jeff Buckley and Nina Simone oh like yeah. on the nose yes, oh my god yes. oh I'm so feel so warm and fuzzy <laughs> inside <laughs> I love Jeff Buckley so much and one of the greatest compliments I've ever been given is that occasionally we sound similar because we yeah. have a similar range his is actually way bigger than mine and obviously Nina Simone the soul and the depth and intensity of it yeah oh my goodness okay, yeah cool I'm happy with that then that's wow cool. yeah. wow Eric this is a great start <laughs> yeah okay now to move completely yeah. on that was just it that was just it yeah to get to me schmooze. yeah schmooze butter me up yeah, yeah. so give um, me the good info yeah I read, I read an interview a while ago that we, you were talking about uh, Irish people's inherent self-deprecation hmm. and that idea so I feel like self-deprecation can be sort of healthy sometimes but it's only when it turns into sort of begrudgery hmm. that it becomes you know an issue what you know, do you, why do you think it's so knitted in Irish people that sort of idea? Well, um, I think what, one thing I I observe in in a lot of groups who are um, who've experienced like consistent and long-standing oppression is a dark sense of humor. Um, you know, like Jewish people are so fabled for their their humor, and it's so dark and and witty and gripping, and and um, and I, I do think that that is um, perhaps something that. The self-deprecation comes from a place of knowing how dark things can go and and the the dark depth of the human soul. And so it's a sort of, it, it can be a humbling thing knowing, you know, like we're not necessarily chosen or special. Humans aren't like any, for any group at any time, you could be either sailing on top of the world or at the lowest level of the rung so it's a way of just reminding you of your own humanity and insignificance in the grand scheme of the universe and that can be very grounding and actually very freeing and liberating because you're like you know I I don't have to prove anything we can just be here together and just enjoy our short life and Mm. be grateful for the good things that come Mm. but it it can really easily slip into a a very dark depressive um almost self-hate you know um it's a fine line mm. and humor helps us bridge that line i think but um yeah it's it's the darkness but that's where we get our poetry from and mm. stuff so you know it's kind of it's a blessing grim. it occurs <laughs> yeah it's grim and beautiful yeah. you know yeah yeah um i think people are sort of coming around to that, that there's less resentfulness towards people's uh success in ireland at the moment it seems to be coming around a little bit more well do, would you agree with that and if you do would, like what do you think is that out to that's a really good question um i i have i don't know perhaps it's it's the recession you mm. know um everyone was most most of us uh, most of our 
society was plunged into a state of complete uncertainty and um, a lot of um, hierarchies that were very quickly developing were flattened completely um, and we we were forced we've been forced to kind of recreate what we consider to be our sense of community and what actually ties us together and probably realize that when we're all supporting each other we do a lot better than when like a f- you know this sort of fake sense of success that was driven by borrowed money mm. and we're like okay guys let's rethink this whole attitude to ourselves our community who we are as a people mm. and probably we can get a lot further by uh, by supporting each other's creativity and really building things that are real mm. as opposed to attaching our identity to fake fake news <laughs> materials you know mm. um, so perhaps I think often misfortune can foster a greater sense of community um, I'd like to think so I, 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 I mean you, you, we probably won't get a clear answer to that on, for another 20 years mm. when you look back on, on a generation yeah, yeah. Um, but How certainly to in the moment exactly yeah. to analyse it but it's certainly a great time to be to mm. be working in art yeah. I've, I've, we've spoken about that with various different types of artists talking about you know when things are tough it sort of breeds a massive amount of creativity mm. um, but I always come back to the question being like do you is it, is it worth the depression of it yeah. to breed that crea- creativity or you know that's always the sort of eternal sort of it is. I feel when we're talking to artists yeah because it's all very well to be like oh yeah this misery is glorious for mm. art but like it's it's misery because it's misery and mm. people are losing their homes mm. and they can't you know they can't pay their rent they can't feed their kids like where's that line um, of you know we need to survive um, as a people and also yeah we need to be inspired Mm. and I don't entirely think that you have to be in complete abject um, misery to to create that's that's also a very glorified idea about Mm. creativity Um, and actually what you really find when you dig a bit deeper is most creatives who are doing well are very well supported Mm. you know and they have um, the support of financial emotional community support Mm. and very few rare are there rare occasions when an artist has come from like you know a crack house and Mm. and turned successful and we're obsessed with those stories because Mm. they give us hope Mm. but by and large generally it's better to be in a a comfortable society Mm. and you've probably only seen them because they're the ones that are put on the pedestal exactly because they're so unusual and Mm. fascinating Mm. because the resilience of spirit is really amazing but to uh, to, uh, think that that should be applied to everyone is is unfair Mm. absolutely um you touched briefly there on on sort of where you get inspiration from, but the, did I read that this EP sort of relates to intuition? That's the yeah, yes. yeah, fem- women's intuition. Mm. Um, I've definitely spent a, a long time, a long portion of my kind of twenties, like very insecure and uh, and questioning and trying to figure out my place in the world and probably ignoring a lot of instincts. Mm. Um, and I think uh, the way I see it is like my particular issue with. Um, following intuition and uh, creating the life I'd like to live in in so far as my circumstances allow it's it's a very parallel experience for us as a society at large and as a as a as a species you know because we kind of ignore a lot of signs like we're we sort of are ignoring climate change and we're ignoring all these things that are like 
it's probably kind of a serious issue mm-hmm. like I don't really know mm-hmm. you know and yeah, that <laughs> yeah we grad <laughs> and like that's the macro version of what's happening microscopically on each individual level mm-hmm. so um, I had a, a very much a, a, an intense spiritual journey of learning to listen to that really quiet really still voice that says do this try this mm-hmm. um, and failing a lot for a lot of it and mm-hmm. being in toxic situations and um, you know relationships and things like this um, and then realising I was just never going to be able to live comfortably and happily and uh, and give anything to the world if I mm. kept ignoring like if you want to call it my purpose or mm. if you want to be romantic about it in that way like I just have to do it and I, the more you say yes to those instincts the more aligned you feel the more you have to give to people the more compassionate and generous I mm. feel and less resentful and you know all those darker things like envy or, or fear they kind of start to dissolve because you're just on your journey mm. and you've said yes to it um, and it's 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 definitely a wider thing and it make it makes me inquire more as to what I say yes to why where I give my time and energy and that's having a wider effect on me politically as an individual and how engaged I am in society mm. um, and and as a member of my community so ev- even if the intuition isn't necessarily the, it doesn't end up being the right thing to do it just makes sense for you to follow that, that that's like because ev- like eventually you'll all sort of align exactly yeah. yeah and that's the nature of intuition like Steve th- Steve Jobs talk that he gave at Stanford years ago was so incredible because he talks about he'd already dropped out but he um, was was it Stanford yeah and he went to calligraphy class for just no reason mm-hmm. he didn't know why he was just drawn to go to calligraphy and it seemed like the most bizarre thing this mm-hmm. college dropout spending all his time at calligraphy I mean it's ridiculous if you'd met him at the time you're like dude yeah. get your life together <laughs> you know and lo and behold and like that's such a a very dramatic example of of what it is I'm referring to that like when you obey these tiny whimsical instincts and ultimately they they when you look back it seems really clear what the Mm. path was but at the time you feel like scared to take that leap but you have to Mm. Um, and you mentioned in a brief interview in Clash I think it was Clash magazine you're talking about ancestral intuition Mm. so is that is that related to that is that you know is that lingering intuition is that is that part of what you're talking about now or are they sort of like just different facets of in- intuition? Um, I suppose they're they're all connected, aren't they? Um, like certainly, if you're if you're a black person in this day and age, um, you know, there's there's a lot of weight and history attached to that, and and there are they are discovering more and more in in DNA research, which sort of fascinates me. Um, that there are there there is DNA memory, and it it seem it doesn't seem that bizarre. I mean, our bodies just know to grow mm. in a certain way, and they grow you into a black person, like because you know your DNA t- said print more melanin guys you know whatever it is so it, it's 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 not so surprising that there might be um, a case for you know memory intuition and this kind of thing mm. so certainly what you can find is if as you become more conscious and, and engaged and in touch with yourself in touch with your society at large definitely I personally feel drawn to um, actions that might support my my support my people if you want to call, I mean I, we're all the same, the same mm. but you know what I mean ancestrally, like, ancestrally speaking Speaking mm. that, like you know, whether because I'm on some one side descended from slaves and mm. descended from yeah, and people in the Caribbean, in West Africa, in Ireland, and um, there's a lot going on mm. there. And even to think that you're just an individual that sprang into the universe with absolutely a clean slate, sorry, that's just not the case. Like you're you're a victim and a subject of history, mm. whether it's simply just politically at mm. the time, but also potentially physically. Mm. So I I do feel like some of these intuitions and instincts might be a means of 
of furthering your uh, your your species as well as like furthering yourself in this mm. lifetime you might be you know a singular um entity but you're also part of a broader picture like you know think of i don't know angela davis a great civil rights movement um activist you know she was completely drawn to use her skills of, of communication to to move forward a revolution a, a system and if she'd just been like uh, you know I kind of just want to write poetry or whatever like it, it in the broader sense she just was compelled and, it, and mm. thank God you know mm. um, and do you think it's it's healthy for people even if they have a abhorrent ancestry to explore <sighs> something like that um, I think yeah I, I, you have to you have to f- look yourself in the face don't mm. you you just can't we all have to and it's hard to you you, you have to ask questions of of, of your of ourselves now of our history of our ancestry go what were they all doing the more you know the more you understand why things are the way they are today mm. so the more context you have for everything the more you understand why things are run the way they are mm. where it, it definitely gives you a better sense of where you even fit into the picture because mm. sometimes feeling lost as a person in your life is is large is potentially largely down to just not having enough information to mm. work with you know yeah. um, and certainly the more you know the more um the more you kind of go, ah, okay, I'm part of this um, incredible lineage that has some really dark, horrible parts and, mm. and very beautiful, like, transformational times. And I, here's what am I going to give back to to mm. this? And um, so I say that, but I'm still on that journey. I, d- I definitely don't feel like f- like I know half of what I could know. Mm. Um, but it does it does Im- instill me with a greater sense of, of a little bit more purpose and mm. sense of I can hold myself in a certain way knowing that this is um, the, the journey in history. And I'm here because of all these people that came mm for me it's exciting to, to think of all the different cultures that you mentioned there as part of your ancestry um, it must be exciting to think that I'm, I haven't even touched the scratch the surface oh and God. what I can explore in terms of this yeah oh goodness yeah I mean I spent several lifetimes discovering it I mm. think and I'm, I feel like there's just, there's no time yeah. <laughs> there's so much urgency um, and so, sometimes music because it, I guess we're all talking about this all in the context of music really mm. um, like it can be challenging for me to to refine my music because I'm trying to squish it all into like every song and mm. every just say my piece um, and, and at certain times I, I do kind of go oh I wish it was so simple I wish yeah. it was just one thing <laughs> but then I'm like no actually no I don't yeah. um, and I, I think now I'm trying to be a bit more um, allow life to, to make it a bit easier for me rather than trying to fit it all into into song you know maybe there's other ways I can express certain parts of be interested in certain parts of my ancestry or um, you know like I'm doing some collaborations on Afrobeat at the moment and that's allowing me to like really go into that and I don't feel like I have to um, go up on stage and do half an hour of mat of chaos mm. <laughs> just to be like Here, that guys this is who I am yeah, yeah. you know there's multiple facets that it can take shape mm. Mm. Um, I suppose then moving on a l- slightly um, you played in Sepo West this year mm-hmm. when was that was that in March March yeah. um, I was over in Austin in October okay. um, and it's just like this proper oasis of liberalism in ah, Texas it's yes, crazy did yes. you enjoy the city I suppose to start so off so much yeah. it was beautiful yeah what was your sort of impression of 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 that sort of aspect I, 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 that was the thing that really stuck out to me it's like when you're you're in the airport we like I think we transferred from like Dallas and Dallas is just this like you know pew 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 yeah <laughs> so Texas yeah, yeah. yeah and then you're in Austin and it's like effectively wow. like being in New York New or York or something yeah, I know yeah. yeah it is really like that it's it's interesting um, I feel like it, yeah the, it, it's very sheltered mm. um, in Austin in that sense of like it's a lot of the stereotypes we know about Texas and um, 
um, particularly racially speaking, mm. which one is concerned about as a, as a non-American black person. It can be quite intense when you go there and mm. you're like experiencing a lot of racism and, and it's a very different society. Mm. And, it, you know, you go, wow. Um, so in, in I was a little bit like, you know, concerned. But in Austin, it was just absolutely mm totally grand you yeah. know and people are so chilled and interested and, and curious and cool and artistic and I it was I, I had some of the best times of my career there mm. over that over the course of the week where did you play um, we, we played the two um, Irish shows in the Velveeta Room and uh, BD Riley's pub okay cool um, but I met I went to a lot of workshops and met a lot of musicians some really like I was hanging out with very luckily some very kind of very established people in the industry right. and just got getting to learn from them and mm. see how and it's, it's I mean it's crazy it was very awakening I was like oh god I need to do my work here yeah. <laughs> like you know what I mean like um, there's a lot of us out there you know yeah. dr- drudging away and it's wonderful but in order to really make a go of it like you've got to put in the hours because there's some really hard working people fire under yeah, yeah for sure um, do you think that I suppose Arthur's Day and hard working class hero still has the potential to do it but do you think there's a possibility of something like South by Southwest in Dublin it's like the venues I think the one of the main things about South by Southwest is you know that you've got all these like small, really intimate venues that have a bit of a legacy in terms of music that, mm. that are housing these like huge artists or mm. small artists or whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you think that I, I always feel that like Dublin has the potential to be a city like that because it's so close and that you could walk from you know? Yes, that's a really good point. I never thought of it like that, but yeah, I mean, like yeah, Hard Club Working Class Series is a great example of that. Mm. Yeah, because it, it's so accessible and mm. and we have huge musical legacy in the city. And mm. um, I mean, I, I guess a lot of it leaves a lot of our musical sort of people have to leave the city Mm. so other cities like Austin or whatever don't necessarily have that like their legacy it stays within the city realms but um certainly yeah I'm especially with how music is exploding the the terms in terms of the variation of stuff that's coming out of Dublin Mm. in 10 15 20 years you know it could be super exciting to have something like that Mm. on yeah how how do you combat the, the that exodus that you mentioned there Oh, I don't know if there's the really a way. <laughs> yeah, the eternal question. I don't know. I mean, look, at the end of the day, there's only like five million on the island. Mm. Like, it's it's and a music by its nature. Like, it's it it's about sharing it with groups of people and 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 music bards have always travelled. Musicians have always travelled from the dawn of time. Mm. You know, so if you know you could sustain a career in, in in Germany 80 million people you know you could just travel around it's a large landmass but we're we're just we're a small country and um with a small population and I'd love to say, oh, we should be able to to do it all ourselves. Mm. But I don't know if that's entirely fair. And mm. I think you grow, you do grow from going outside mm. and widening your perspective. It's not doing anyone, ju- any, it's not doing anyone justice to just stay here just for the sake of staying here. Yeah, for the sake of mm. proving a point, mm. you know, like, um, yeah, and and as as long as we as Ireland has existed there has been a lot of travelling and exodus back mm. and forth um, and I think I think to some extent it's healthy it would it would be nice to feel a, a better sense of maybe initial financial support in the in those early days mm. and I think we could do a lot with there's a lot of differences we could make that mm. would make it easier on artists starting out um, but in the long run I think yeah travelling is just inevitable mm. Mm. okay cool I think that's uh, all my questions okay yeah great Thanks for joining me today, Laura. Thank you for having me. (laughs)